This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score. Wrexham 5, Kings Lynn 3. Wrexham get the three points that they desperately needed from this match. They keep themselves in sixth place with their fate in their own hand on the last match. But I'll be honest, it's a game that, having put up a bit of distance between it and me, I'm really happy about. But at the time, you know, there were big chunks that I really, really didn't enjoy. Wrexham up against a side in hideous form, who clearly are winding down for the summer, really didn't kill them off until the 83rd minute. But to be fair, Kings Lynn played really well when they had the ball. Not so much when they didn't. The Wrexham side, a couple of changes. Jordan Ponticelli getting his first start since injury. Uh, replacing Dior Angus, who was on the bench. And then in midfield, to welcome return after injury for Jay Harris. Replacing Dan Jarvis. He definitely didn't have 90 minutes in him. But Harris had enough to make a big influence on the match. And the game started well with Wrexham pushing on and putting on the pressure. The only chance they really carved out in the first 10 minutes ought to have been a goal. And one of those extenuating circumstances about how Kingsland said in the match was Theo Richardson, the goalkeeper, who was magnificent. <laughs> yes, in five goals. Couldn't really blame him for that. And maybe the last one. But... The number of wonderful saves he made really was quite striking, and here was the first one. It was Jordan Davis driving on, really good strike from just outside the D. The keeper's got down low to his left and saved well, but he's pushed the ball straight back out to Ponticelli, who you think is going to score. Richardson bouncing back up swiftly, makes an unbelievable save to deny Ponticelli as he slots his shot. The ball actually spins back out and Ponticelli, even though he's flat on his back, does have a third attempt to score, but can only slice it wild in Hall Johnson trying to lunge after the ball and the goal mouth concedes at a free kick. But remarkable goalkeeping by Richardson. And just after the 10th minute, Wrexham got their first real wake-up call of the match as Kings Lynn came forwards and showed what they were all about. Sonny Carey in midfield was terrific for them, breaking forwards into promising positions. Michael Gash, of course, up front for them, very experienced, knows how to hold the ball up. Gaiassi on the left was thrusting forwards promisingly. And... They had a really good spell just before Wrexham took the lead. Firstly, a corner, which was swung in. Jordan Davis at the near post under pressure could only head it back away towards the penalty spot from the near post. Gash getting up, couldn't control his header and put it over the bar. Then Gaiassi with a superb burst, beating three men as he surged down the left and then cut inside. He then drove a good shot. Linton had to get down low to his right and... Push it round the post. A good save. Look at the replays. It might have been sort of clipping the post and going wide. Linton couldn't take that chance. And then when the corner came in from the left, it was half cleared. But Carey got the ball. Came round the back of the defence. Drove the ball in the goal mouth dangerously. A superb clearance by Sean Pearson. But then Kelleher, trying to completely clean, sliced it back into the goal mouth. There was a scramble which ended when the ball was cleared to the edge of the area where Denton, the left-back, ran onto it and lashed a wild volley over. Within a minute, Wrexham were ahead. It was Kelleher picking the ball up, knocking it over the top, Ponticelli driving forwards and hitting the keeper from a tight angle as Richardson again came quickly out, but almost immediately Wrexham were to score. It was a 
piece of work firstly by Cameron Green down the left-hand side. He drove into a great position and played well, not the best ball to Davis, left side of the box. He couldn't control it properly. As he tried to juggle it, the full-back came across for Kings Lynn and handled the ball, giving away a penalty. Kings Lynn were frustrated, but the, the truth of the issue was that it was a, a definite handball and Wrexham had Luke Young to lean on, didn't they? Even then, though, Richardson was going to have his say <laughs> after Howard's handball. Young went for power, but also got accuracy, hitting it to the right-hand side, low down. Brilliant, agile attempt by Richardson. He got a hand on it, a strong hand. The ball ricocheted up into the top right corner. Still a goal, but a hell of an effort by the keeper to try and keep it out. If Young hadn't got so much power on it, it would have been a brilliant save. However, Kings Lynn would strike back almost immediately. At the time, I thought it was a, a poor error by Jay Harris. The ball was on the edge of the area, Carey carrying it well, but he didn't have a position to try and make a shot. He fed it wide, and after the ball had gone, it appeared in normal time that Harris had clipped him. Free kick right on the edge of the box. I've got to say, having looked at the replays, I'm really not so sure. I think it's a very harsh free kick against Harris. He's running behind Carey. Carey has already released the ball and then he puts the brakes on and Harris more stumbles into the back of him because Carey suddenly stopped. I think he, he drew the foul, I think, to be honest with you. I've also got to say, how many times do you see a player in a box hit a shot or lay off a pass and then because the ball's gone, the ref doesn't give a penalty when he's clattered? Well, if this had happened in the box, there's no way on earth the ref would have given it. But it was just outside, the referee gave the foul, and Carey stepped up and scored an unbelievable free kick, ripping it around the wall over Harris, who was the shortest man in the wall on the right-hand side, and into the top right corner. It was keeper's side, but you can't blame Lainton for it, because it was just such a beautiful strike. And as for Harris being the shortest man in the wall, well, clever work by Carey if you did intentionally drive it over him. But people sometimes say you want a big man in the wall. You don't. The keeper, trust me, I'm a failed keeper, as I keep telling you, you want to be able to see as much over the ball as possible. Um, if you put the big guys in, you won't see it until it hits the net. And especially Harris being put on the keeper's side was to help Lanes and deal with things. It was just Carey hit a phenomenal strike. Brilliant effort. To be fair to Wrexham, and this was decisive in the game, they responded well to the shock of the equaliser. Almost immediately, Kelleher again hitting diagonals. Wrexham were constantly driving diagonals to try and stretch the Kingsland back three out of shape. This one was nodded down nicely by Omatayo to the edge of the area. Davis had a chance to half volley it in, which was foiled by a superb challenge by McFadden who hurt himself in the process and had to go off. The corner itself was swung to the near post, and there was a little scramble before it went behind for another corner. Amatayo in a decent position, but a ricochet meant he turned his back on the ball, and it was uh, scrambled behind. To be fair to Kings Lynn, they did have another really good opportunity. Once again, Carey involved, working a nice little one-two to go clear on goal down the left channel, Lainton anticipating magnificently to sprint off his line. He just got there ahead of Carey. Good, strong hands pushed the ball away. No question of a penalty. The ball, though, fell to Gaiassi. His cross back in was well-headed clear by Callagher. It was dangerous moments. But Wrexham rode their luck with that one. And two minutes later, were ahead. Amatayo winning a free kick on the edge of the box. 
and Davis stepping up and doing what Jordan Davis did, hitting up beautiful ripped worldy again over the shortest man in the wall and around inside the left post an amazing strike by davis what a, a beautiful technical player he is he would have another effort 45 minutes so seven minutes later from closer in this one ripped just over the bar with the keeper completely wrong footed if it had been a foot lower it would have been another goal luke young also causing issues, winning the ball well, high up the pitch, straight after Davis's goal, feeding in Ponticelli, driving down in the inside right position and deciding to have a, uh, an early snapshot to try and catch out the keeper. He just missed the top right corner. He did have other options inside, not least Young, who'd played the pass and fold the ball in. But you, I don't mind seeing Ponticelli, a goal scorer, trying to have a pop, to be honest. It nearly came off. And Wrexham did get the breakthrough for the third goal two minutes before the break. Beautiful in its simplicity. Kingsland trying to pass the way out from the back. Harris snapped in with a good typical tackle on the halfway line. Hall Johnson didn't mess around, played a lovely side-footed pass down the right channel to send on a tile one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, and he finished beautifully to slotting it across Richardson to give Wrexham a 3-1 lead and what looked like a free pass to the comfort zone in the second half. The second half began promisingly. Wrexham had the first opportunity. Green doing really well, tackling his man and then finding Ponticelli who drove forwards and on the edge of the box decided to try and deceive the keeper. It looked like he was setting up to curl it around, in, around him into the far top corner and then pulled a shot to the opposite bottom corner but Richardson read it well and pushed it away. But after that promising moment Kingsland took control they'd had to change their shape when McFadden went off and by going from three at the back to four at the back initially they looked vulnerable but in the second half their midfield settled into a bit more of a diamond shape was uh, started to really look decent and as a consequence they actually started to take a little bit of control of this period of the game a nice diagonal from the left hand side picked out the substitute, Simeon Jackson, running onto it in the right channel, 10 yards out. He struck the volley well, but too straight. Comfortable catch for Leighton. But six minutes later, no such luck. Again, wonderful work by Carey, dropping off deep and dinking it from the halfway line over Wrexham's defence. A straight ball, it's so difficult to get those right, but he got it right. He put Gash one-on-one. -on -one. Gash has got the touch to bring that sort of ball down. He controlled it, and as Leighton came out, toe poked a shot to the right of the keeper. Linton made an excellent save, lunging and making and one-handed, pushing it away with strong wrists, but frustratingly for him, it was straight into the path of Simeon Jackson, as defenders couldn't get there, and Jackson tapped in to make it 3-2. Wrexham looked to hit back immediately. Young sweeping in a corner, Pearson attacking it at the far post. His header cleared off the line, and when the ball span back out, Ponticelli, Actually, I'm not sure if he actually hit this or it was hit onto him from around a penalty spot, but it looped into the goal mouth. Kelleher was still in there, back to goal, about four yards out, and he stooped and headed it, deflecting it cutely. Wanugate, Millennium's <laughs> trophy for the Millennium Stadium final. Uh, but it was denied by another outrageous save by Richardson, who lunged to his right, got a hand onto it and pushed it onto the bar, even though the ball was going quite low. It was, again, top-draw goalkeeping. Absolutely brilliant. You do not see this sort of stuff in the National League very often. Um, I think looking at it again, 
I can explain something he did that made it possible, um, but it doesn't mean it's not superb. I think he read that Kelleher, because he was stooping and it was dropping to his right, only had one option, which was to try and help it on that way. And so I think he maybe was able to commit a little bit early. If he hadn't shown that brilliant anticipation, he'd have had no chance. But just like the penalty attempt, he did superbly to get enough elevation on, a, on the ball to lift it and nearly get it over the bar in the penalties case and to hit the bar in this case. Brilliant work. His luck ran out, though, because Wrexham did strike, and it was a, a really nice finish. Cameron Green had an excellent game down the left-hand side, especially in the second half. When Wrexham were doing badly in the second half, he was the best outlet Wrexham had to come forwards. He broke down the flank and swung in just a perfect arcing cross towards the penalty spot between the centre-backs. Ponticelli attacked it, and unlike his brilliant header at Boreham Wood, this time all he had to do was guide it in the right direction. A nice well-placed header by Ponticelli down into the bottom left corner. Keeper, even this keeper, had no chance. Wrexham, at last, had got that breathing space back with a two-goal lead. For four minutes. Because then, things really got daft. It was disappointing the way that they, Wrexham got split open by a ball over the top for the second goal. But the third goal was really poor from Wrexham's point of view. Kawamia had come on as a substitute by now. He picked the ball up and just ran straight through the middle of Wrexham's defence. The, the challengers on him were not impressive. Eventually, he rolled a tackle from Pearson. The ball it was sat up for him to hit. He drove it in. Young uh, Vassell got a really good block in, but the ball came back out. It was driven back in, and it ricocheted off Vassell, who, to be fair, couldn't do much about it, and fell perfectly for Jackson to tap in his second goal of the match. And it was 4-3. And... It got from bad to worse before the restart because Dean Keats had lined up a double substitution and made it. Clearly, both of them were about players not having the legs to finish the game. But Wrexham lost Hall Johnson, Tyler French coming on. Maybe that was not such a bad thing in that French obviously is good at defending. And in this situation, we needed to defend. But Harris coming off, like I said, he didn't have 90 minutes in his legs. He had played impressively. And now Dan Jarvis coming on meant that there was a, a more attacking shape to Wrexham's midfield. And there was a slight concern whether Wrexham would be able to dig in if Kingsland continued to pressure. To be honest, though, they didn't make another chance until the game was dead. Wrexham did uh, manage to push on and improve. There was a bizarre instance just two minutes after this where Wrexham thought they'd scored the fifth and were denied by, well, the referee. I, I've watched this so many times. I've got a couple of theories why this goal was disallowed, but I'm not convinced by either of them. It's so hard to work out why the goal was disallowed. Corner, left-hand side. Young sweeps it in. It's initially met by Omatayo really stretching high, just outside the six-yard box. Did so well to get power on his head downwards. It was blocked, and it's really pretty much impossible to tell, either by a defender raising his leg awkwardly in front of the keeper or by the keeper diving behind him and someone managed to put his hand around him there may be a handball in it as well by the defender it's not very easy to see but anyway the ball bounces back out Pearson attacks it and has what looks like an easy finish heading it in from inside the six yard box it isn't an easy finish because his marker just grabs hold of him puts his arms around Pearson 
completely around him. Pearson puts his hand up to his chest and tries to lever him away. He doesn't make any violent movements. He's just trying to stop him from fouling him and manages to lunge and get his head onto it. But because he's being impeded, instead of an easy finish, he plants his header against the bar. The ball drops down and Ponticelli, about a yard out, stretches and volleys it into the net. The referee immediately blows his whistle and wrecks him up dumbfounded. It gets so confusing because both sides seem to be angry. They're all asking for something. Ponticelli is doing this, about tapping his head with his hand, which I reckon's the universal signal for... Well, I thought about it wasn't handball, but I can promise you there, there is no point at which any Wrexham players anywhere near it. I think what he's saying is it wasn't high kicking because the defender lunges to try and head him and Ponticelli volleys it. Kingsland players are doing the same, tapping their heads. The referee goes over to the linesman, consults him, surrounded by players from both sides who are annoyed. He turns around and starts to walk back. This is, I think, oh, well, just a bit of showboating, by the way. I thought it was rather poor. Um, clearly, he hasn't told the players his decision, makes them wait, makes us all wait, and walks very self-importantly into the six-yard box with players from either side shouting at him and then signals a free kick. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Is it for high kicking? Possibly. But it's nonsense. I mean, Ponticelli's foot, he's stretching, it doesn't get higher than his hip. The player who's going for the ball with his head is stooping down quite a lot. There is no way it's dangerous kicking. The other option that I can see, because there's very little contact on the goal map. I've, been looking, I've looked at it so many times, off the ball instance, all sorts of things, can't see anything. Pearson obviously is involved in the wrestling match, but and I I, I got to be saying you know to be honest with you I'm I'm trying to be biased here <laughs> I'm trying to look at it from Kings Lynn's point of view I'm trying to look at it from the referee's point of view it doesn't foul him the marker grabs hold of him Pearson tries to lever his way out off him but doesn't do much and the player just keeps his arms around him all the way through and um, there's an earlier opportunity actually from a corner the one where the keeper tips it on the bar and if uh, you look at it on the highlights the guy the same player does the same thing to Pearson again he holds on to him and stops him from getting involved so either way the ref's wrong and I, if it's something else fair enough if he spotted something fair enough but it's something on the blind side it's something well I don't know remarkable decision Wrexham kept pushing the Orangus came on for Ponticelli as with 10 minutes left. There was then a very strong shout for another penalty. Green breaking down the left-hand side, trying to drive in a cross. Again, it was the poor right-back who lunged with his arm up and it hit his arm. His arm was comfortably above head height as he slid in. It was a penalty. The ref didn't give it. But this one didn't matter because Young swept the corner under the bar and, as I mentioned at the start, probably the one mistake Richardson made. He got underneath it, didn't make it in the crowd. And Romatio rose high and everyone else and just planted a powerful header into the net. And Wrexham finally got that comfort zone. There was a there was one more opportunity. Davis played a great ball down the left-hand side. Angus one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, but from a very tight angle. And in the end, the angle ran out for him and he scooped it well over. And then the last minute, the last spasm from Kings Lynn. Gash doing well 25 yards out to take the ball on his chest turn. And hit a powerful shot that was always going over. And Wrexham had made it. It was edgy. <laughs> and like I said, maybe, you know, we ought to do better against a side who are struggling so much. They've got, well, two pints out of 33 now. Having said that, I've got to say, 
they played nicely with the ball. They, the strikers did well and their midfield were lively. They had nothing to lose and they went at us and, and they played well. Their defence was horrible. Their defending was terrible. That's why they're down the bottom of the table. And you can't really criticise us in terms of attacking. We scored five goals, had a perfectly legitimate goal disallowed. Their goalkeeper made a couple of absolute unbelievable world-class saves and we should have had another penalty. So, to be fair, we could easily have scored eight or nine. So, yeah, maybe I'm being a, a bit harsh and thinking I didn't like how they came back at us, although the nature of the goals was not pleasing to see, from the Kings Lynn goals. I guess I think my mood was also slightly affected by the fact that I'd been following the other scores and getting quite excited because they all seemed to be going pretty much our way and then they all seemed to score late on and nothing really went our way and that's quite frustrating. There was a, a configuration of results which would have left us in the playoffs for guaranteed yesterday. Um, I'm not saying we got to that point, but we didn't get a million miles off. So it was quite frustrating to find that in the end nothing had changed. But anyway, it's a win and now we go to Dagenham and that's a massive match. Looking at the performances, Lainton, very good. Only getting three goals, couldn't blame him for any of them. Made a couple of sharp saves, including one for the second goal. He was unlucky the teammate didn't get to the rebound. At the back, I mean, generally the back three played well. Pearson, the pick of them. But he would have been frustrated to have been wrong-footed for that um, third goal when Kawami came running through the middle. But he was the first player to run through. Uh, all three of them had solid matches in general. Right, Riesel Johnson lively in the first half, quiet in the second. Green, good in the first half, terrific in the second. Coming forwards again, he'll come inside, he'll come outside. He combines well with players. And, uh, yeah, he's intelligent. I really like the look of Green. What an assist for Ponticelli's goal. Honestly, it was glorious. In midfield, well, Harris was Harris. Great to see him come back and be straight up to speed. Let's hope he can get the 90 minutes in his legs by Saturday. Lots of good tackles. He should have been booked in the first half because he was going in hard on a few of those tackles and didn't always make the ball. And used the ball intelligently, got the ball forwards intelligently. Now he's got strikers with a bit more movement. You get to see his range of passing more. Young was non-stop. Young won a lot of important tackles, scored a good penalty as well. And Davis was quite quiet in the second half, but was gloriously dangerous in the first. That free kick, his surges forwards, he really was um, impressive. And then up front, well, Matayo, who I'm going to go for as man of the match, because he was sort of, in many ways, key, totally bullied the centre-backs. He won most things in the air. As long as we got players around him, we were making opportunities. He scored as well. And, yeah, it was a good comeback from him from last Tuesday when he would have been disappointed to have missed a couple of decent-headed chances. And credit to Ponticelli, not only for scoring the goal, but he kept persisting. His movements was good. He worked extremely hard. He won the ball back a couple of times as well, uh, coming back into his own half, and massive credit to him for it. So we got the result. We got five goals. And let's move on to Saturday and hope that they can do it. With a final score of Wrexham 5, Kings Lynn 3, the highest scoring game Wrexham have been involved in since we lost 7-2 to Gateshead. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC Media Team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC Media Team.